0: On call room,
1: a Grace Anatomy podcast with your hosts. I'm
0: Abby and I'm Bree,
1: and we are Abby and Brie. <laughs> <laughs> and we are hosting a Grace Anatomy podcast. It's called The On Call Room, <laughs> a perfect circle. Wow, that actually made me feel good.
0: Um, yeah, like finish it, closed it the, up. Yeah, the
1: end. Yeah, um. Abby, where can they find us? Okay, so if you wanna like, if you if this episode isn't enough, and you want more episodes, and you want more information, and you want to get more involved, head to patreon.com/slash/theoncallroom, where you can join our Facebook group. You can uh, become a attending and get bonus episodes. And, I mean, a resident. You yes. can become an attending and freaking be on the podcast. Yeah. So if those things sound fun to you, as well as, uh, like, you know, leaving us voicemails or text messages that we play on the show, then head to patreon.com slash callroom and be help, help us. Help um, us. <laughs> help us. Please help
0: us. Um, You can follow us on Instagram at pod. Bree has been
1: killing the stories lately. They're funny. They make me laugh.
0: Um, I've been buzzed a couple times leaving stories. <laughs> yeah. So watch out for that.
1: Yeah. It's um, a rare occurrence. And then if you want some sweet swag. Sweet swag. You can uh, go to Patreon.com where the link is public, I believe. It is. Yes. Uh, to, we are doing our first swag order. Swag yeah. is such a douchebaggy word. Swag. What, <laughs> what else can we call it? Sweet swag. Sweet swag. Sweet uh, swag. Brief describe the tank top and the t shirt.
0: So we got a tank and we got a T. Both super soft. Yep. Black, white writing. Slimming. Down the side. <laughs> and we got interns, not necessarily in this order. Gray, Yang, Krev, O'Malley, Stevens, Abby. Brie. Yeah, because we're- On, on room the room. back, it's a little logo of the on-call room. So we got sweet tank with a little slit.
1: Yeah, and for those people who like are like, well, I don't really just want to wear their names on my shirt. Well, no one will notice them, because by the time they get <laughs> yeah. down, they won't even keep reading.
0: They won't care. And actually, that part, you can probably just tuck, tuck into in your, your pants. Yeah, so. we will
1: live by your vaginas and penises. We would be happy to live yeah. by your vaginas and penises. Absolutely. So uh, <coughs> I believe, what is it? T-shirts are- 20- um,
0: T-shirt- 22? Are 22 and... Tank, tank tops are 30. Yes. And um, there is an order form. Just make sure to fill it out and, like, well. Yeah. Fill in all the things. And
1: it's due October
0: 24th. Yep. So we're taking orders until October 24th.
1: So, like, I'm very sorry, but if you contact me on October 25th, I will have already sent the email to place the order... So please, please, please don't wait till the last minute. If you're thinking you want one or you want to buy one for a gift, our goal, we will get these to you by Christmas is our goal. So that's why we really want to get these in time. So if you're buying one for a gift for someone, it's the perfect idea.
0: And also, um, if you are hemming and hawing about if you actually want to buy it, we probably aren't going to offer this specific t-shirt again. So if you really like the design... You should just do it. Whatever. It's $30 fucking dollars. Who gives a it's shit? It's a
1: collector's <laughs> item.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so those are um, a few things about the podcast, but I'd like to take a little opportunity to talk about something. Please do. I'm ready and I'm all ears. Okay. So um, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, in the US, we call it National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So it's an annual international health campaign organized by major breast cancer charities every October to increase the awareness of the disease and to raise funds for research into its causes, preventions, etc. cetera. Um, so we have a listener who reached out to us. Um, her name is Kayla. Um, Hi, she, Kayla. She was diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 25. Wow. And she is a breast cancer survivor. And so this is a really important cause to her, and she reached out directly to us and said, "Hey, you guys have a really great platform, so I would love if you could say something about it." And I was like, "Which I Fuck, love, yeah, this. yeah." Um, so she's super great. She's reached out to us a couple times and kind of told her story to us. But I just wanted to read a couple things about breast cancer. I have some facts, and then please do, yeah. So, first of all, this is crazy to me. One in eight women in the United States will be diagnosed with breast cancer in her lifetime. Wow. I think about it. I probably have seven friends. Yeah. Like close friends. And it's one in eight women.
1: That's wild.
0: Yeah. Um, Breast cancer is the most commonly diagnosed cancer in women. Breast cancer is the second leading cause of cancer death among women. Each year, it is estimated that over 252,710 women in the United States will be diagnosed with breast cancer and more than 40,500 will die.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. Although breast cancer in men is rare, an estimated 2,470 men will be diagnosed with breast cancer and approximately 460 will die each year. Um, On average, every two minutes... Every two minutes, a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, and one woman will die of breast cancer every 13 minutes. And over 3.3 million breast cancer survivors are alive in the United States today.
1: Wow. Yeah, I feel so like it's I a know big so fucking deal. many.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. I feel like breast cancer touches so many of us. We had a friend whose mother mm-hmm. um, had breast cancer. My grandmother had breast cancer. Um, our, one of our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she um, had mentioned something called feel it on the first. Ooh, so, I like
1: this. Um, I'm feeling mine right now.
0: Good. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the best ways to um, prevent, uh, well, I wouldn't say well, prevent. not
1: Like to, early diagnosis, probably. Yes, there yeah. we go,
0: um, is self-breast examination. So there's a couple of different things that... Um, Different people say different things. Um, one of them is the best time to practice a breast self-examination is a few days after your menstrual period. Oh. Because your breasts are. Like
1: themselves and not full yeah. of hormones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's and not they're scientific. Less, but
0: well, they're less sensitive. tender and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and swollen and sensitive. Um, but there's this campaign. It's called Feel It on the First. So you don't forget. It's every first of the month. First, every first of the month. Oh, yeah. I love that. And it's so it says, so on the first of every month, I want you to feel yourself, yeah, girl, both literati- literally and figuratively. Um, get to know your breasts and remember what they normally look and feel like. Look out for any changes. And here's what to look out for. So I'm going to just give you some things to look out Wait, for. Wait, can I
1: also just say the fact that, yeah, because if you do it often enough, then you'll notice something different. I would say if I did it right now, like, I'd be like, I don't know, I think that's been there. Like, right. wow, wow, wow. Okay. So I'm learning
0: breast changes, size or shape. Um, Deformation, lumps in the breast, upper chest or armpits, swelling of the breast or arm, skin changes, redness, orange peel skin, thickening, discoloration, dimpling, pitting or puckering, localized feeling of warmth, ulceration or wound, visible vein, skin shrinkage, nipple changes, appearance, spontaneous discharge, inversion, deviation, eczema or ulceration of the nipple. So, um, I'm going to post on, in the show notes, um, a whole chart about how to give yourself a breast Mm. exam. Um, I love this. But I'll just go, like, kind of uh, shortly through it. There's steps A through F on here. The first three are all about looking so there you want to a lot of women like to do their self breast exams in the shower because it's slippery and it's not as uncomfortable so think about it first day of the month or first day after your period you take off your clothes what do you often do before you get in the shower you look look at your body (laughs) and you say oh god why why is my body like this um, after you have your self-loathing <laughs> moment, take care of yourself. Is this
1: written on there? No, I'm literally, I
0: literally made that up. That was, <laughs> This is not written on here. Okay. Um, so you want to stand in front of the mirror and look at both breasts. Check for anything unusual. So this goes back to, like, change in color, nipples, if you have um, any... Like-
1: Birthmarky things.
0: Yeah, just weird, like things that are changing. The next thing you want to do is press your hands firmly on your hips and lean slightly toward your mirror as you pull your shoulders and elbows forward. Um, Look for any change in the normal shape of your breasts. Um, Then you want to bend forward at the waist and hold your head up and look in the mirror. You may notice that one breast is larger. That's totally normal. And then you want to raise your arms above your head and look in the mirror and rest your hands behind your head. That allows you to see the underside of your breast. I
1: do that pose all the time when I'm like, very sexy. Just all the
0: time. Yes. (laughs) Um, Then you want to place your left hand on your waist and roll your shoulder forward and reach into your underarm area and check your lymph nodes. So you want to make sure to always check your lymph nodes. Um, And then there are three ways that you actually do, like you touch your breast. You do it in lines, beginning at the outer edge of your breast, move your fingers downward using a circular motion. Um, Then there's circles, begin at the outer edge of the breast, use the flat part of your fingers moving in circles slowly around the breast. And then there's wedges, starting at the outer edge of the breast, move your fingers towards the nipple and back to the edge. Um, It's super important that when you're doing a breast exam, you don't lift your hand up. Because you you want to make it around the whole breast oh. because you don't want to miss any part of it.
1: Oh, interesting. Um,
0: that is why a lot of people like to do it in the shower because it's slippery.
1: So you don't have to lift your hand because you're like ow ow, ow oh that hurts.
0: Yeah. Um, the last thing you do is when you get out of the shower you want to lie flat on your back and this and fall asleep. And- <laughs> <laughs> and put one arm over your head. And um, this position flattens the breast and makes it easier to examine. So you use th- those same motions. Um, a lot of people will often use lotion and that time. Like, it's nice. Like, after you get out of the shower, you put lotion on anyway. Yeah. Just lay in your bed. Your boyfriend will be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and you're like, I'm saving my goddamn life. That's yeah. what I'm doing. So I'll post all of that. I mean, it goes into more detail. Yeah. Um, But I just really want to say that... In order for this to work, you have to do it because you have to know what your body feels like. That's like
1: like a little, I'll just be a little open here for a second. I feel like it's one of those things like, like I'm not familiar. Isn't it weird? Like, okay, we've kind of talked about this, but like how sometimes as women and I can't speak for men because I am not one, but like unfamiliar, unfamiliar, you actually are with your own body. Absolutely. It's like bizarre. think you live in
0: it. But you're unfamiliar. So the thing is, Abby, I want to say that the only way that you're going to be able to advocate for yourself is if you know your body well enough. And like our listener, um, Kayla, she said she was diagnosed at 25. And the only reason she was diagnosed was because she advocated for herself. Like She She did a self-breast exam and it took her a long time for doctors to do anything about it because they said she was too young and she was already (gasps) stage three when she was diagnosed. Holy moly. I'm sorry, Kayla, that I'm telling your story. Would love to have you on. But this is yeah. just all the information that you personally sent me. Um, so, yeah, it's fucking important to do this. And it's important to support women and to be in touch with our bodies and advocate. And it's scary. Like, I did a breast self-examination for, like, the first time. Without being at the doctor's like two months ago, and I was like, I have many lumps. Yeah, because you don't,
1: you aren't used to what you, they feel like.
0: Because there's tissue in there. Well, that's what I was yeah. just thinking
1: when I was feeling under, and I was like, what are those? What, yeah,
0: what so, are those?
1: It's it's just,
0: <laughs> I mean, there's tissue and it stuff. feels like
1: um like a coral reef.
0: So like the more you like research and stuff, I'm not like gonna give advice because I know. I'm not a medical professional, but I'm pretty sure if it's hard and it doesn't move, that's not a good thing.
1: Wait, what does yours feel like? Just like go under your nipple. And push down. Mine feels like a coral, like a it's bumpy. Yeah, like I think that's normal. There's that's No, I normal. know, but I just like it feels like there's a lot of like what is that? Your
0: breast tissue,
1: I'm pretty sure. It's,
0: it's tissue. Yeah? I don't my know. My butt
1: doesn't feel like that. Do you I feel like I touch my butt more than I touch my boobs?
0: Well, you should touch your boobs more often. This is the month you should be touching your boobs. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I will post that. Um This It's a great little chart. I'm actually going to keep it, and I'm going to put it in my bathroom. That's perfect. And um, so print it out. And if it's too hard for you to remember to do it after your period, first of every month, get in the shower. Um, And then the last thing I just wanted to say was if you are interested um, in getting involved with Breast Cancer Awareness Month, um, I'm sure there are many, many ways. I know that people do walks mm-hmm. and, um, if you want to donate money to the cause, um, but there are just a couple nonprofit organizations that I thought I'd name. Yeah. Um, so first of all, you can go to the, if you want any of this information, you can go to www.nationalbreastcancer.org. Um, but there is the Susan G. Komen for the Cure, American Cancer Society, Living Living Beyond Breast Cancer, Breast Cancer Alliance, Breast Breast Cancer Action. I can't read my own writing. United Breast Cancer Foundation and Keep a Breast Foundation.
1: Creative name.
0: Yeah, it's great. I think they're the ones who do like art, like love your boobies and stuff. I love it. So I also love boob art. Yeah, it is great. Um, so yeah, that's just my little PSA for today.
1: I'm obsessed with that. Thank you. Because I also didn't know all of those things.
0: Well, yeah. And thank you to Kayla for, um, reaching out to us and we're, we love you. We love you. And we would love
1: for you to be on the podcast. Yeah. And tell your story. Um,
0: I think that's all I really have.
1: Yeah. I don't think we need to break for this. I'm just going to quick also say, Um, this actually feels very rude. I'm like, no, support breast cancer. I'm like, if you want to support us. (laughs) (laughs) So like if you've given to a foundation or a nonprofit that you feel great about and you still have some extra money on your hands, Uh um, like we talked about Patreon, also our only sponsor, who I think some of you have placed orders recently, which is super exciting because I'd love to like have you leave a voicemail and see what you thought. But um, A-Day is another, um, an all women owned company that uh, makes clothes for women that is functional and like professional and comfortable and empowering. And I just love them. Um, They recently, so I have been a sponsor of, or like a, ambassador of them before our podcast started and share their information like with my photo clients and they sent me like a random thing of like face serum as a thank you for like sharing they're just like really incredible company and I love supporting other um, women that are owning their own businesses so go to www.thisisaday.com and shop their amazing collection and use the code oncallroomxaday for 20% off your first purchase again that is oncallroomxaday
0: and that being said, it's been a really fucking hard couple weeks. Uh, re- let's just be honest. It's been a really... A year and a half? Uh,
1: almost Centuries, centuries
0: years, th- thousands of years <laughs> as a woman. <laughs> just It just is... It's hard. Um, but since 2016, it's been really, really hard. So I think it's really important that as women, we take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We
2: and advocate adv- for We people.
0: advocate for ourselves and for other women. And we just support... Um, each other's stories and listen and be gentle and loving and kind and all of you women and men who listen to this podcast have really helped to facilitate that in this community so let's keep doing that
1: yeah we love you
0: take a
1: break take a break actually we're gonna have a segment from uh, science with sarah
0: oh yeah so before we take a break uh well
1: we'll we'll still take a break We'll get Science just with take a, <laughs> Just take a break. You'll get Science with Sarah, and then we're going to jump right into the episode. Yeah. We'll see you soon.
2: Hi, guys. It's Sarah from Science with Sarah. Uh, I thought I'd call and record a little message for you about episode six. Um, I didn't watch it, but I do remember from the summary that this is the one where the guy has malignant hypothermia. And they have to try a different anesthesia technique on him. So it's actually pretty interesting. Um, so malignant hypothermia is a reaction to specifically like the fluorine gas that they use during surgery. And the person like develops a fever and like their muscles con- contract and it's obviously not good. Um, so what they do on this guy instead is they did a high epidural anesthesia, which is similar to like what they do for a woman who's having a C-section. Um, it's pretty cool except that obviously the person has to be awake. <laughs> there are like five different things that in anesthesia you want. You want them to not be awake. You want them to not be in pain. You want their muscles to be paralyzed. You need their vital functions to still work, you know, so that's why they intubate you and they need you to fall asleep quickly. Um So obviously when this guy is being treated with this epidural, he's awake. Um, They still have to administer all the other drugs. So, I read up on it and it's actually a thing. They for real do this, uh, mostly in patients who require it because either they have malignant hypothermia or because they have some other risk factor, like their blood pressure is really low. So like when you have anesthesia, if you have low blood pressure, then it's really dangerous because most of the drugs required for anesthesia lower your blood pressure even more. Um trying to think of other instances. It says that mostly they do it with cardiovascular surgeries. Or with patients that have myasthenia gravis, which is a reaction to a lot of different drugs used in anesthesia, not malignant hypothermia. Um, so, yeah, that's my science with Sarah Spiel for the day. Um, as a person who's had 10 surgeries and metabolizes drugs, like, super, super, super fast, they've, like, studied my liver enzymes because I metabolize so fast, I make anesthesiologists do their job. and. Uh, usually have some fun conversations with them while they're trying to put me to sleep because I don't fall asleep immediately after they give me whatever they try and give me. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I've got. Happy recording. Bye.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Sarah. For your scientific input. It feels like Bill Nye, but... Like new and improved and cooler. Yeah, and we know her.
0: Yeah, so we'll get into that in a second. Here, um, we're on season four, episode six. It's Kung called Kung Fu Fighting. Everybody was Kung, Kung Fu, Fu fighting. fighting. Ha! Um, I those just. Those kids. <laughs> I had that song on my iPod. I like, want you to know that that was my first ever dance recital song.
1: Those kids. Did you wear like a ninja suit? Which is, Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We sure did. Uh, all right. So Brie, you want to read the monologue?
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, so here we go. It's like cold reads. I know, I love it. There's this thing about being a surgeon. Maybe it's pride or maybe it's just about being tough. But a true surgeon never admits they need help unless absolutely necessary. Surgeons don't need to ask for help because they're tougher than that. Surgeons are cowboys, rough around the edges, hardcore. At least that's what they want you to think. Deep down, everyone wants to believe they can be hardcore. But being hardcore isn't just about being tough. It's about acceptance. Sometimes you have to give yourself permission to not be hardcore for once. You don't have to be tough every minute of every day. It's okay to let down your guard. In fact, there are moments when it's the best thing you can possibly do as long as you choose your moments wisely. Meredith Gray. Perfect. Do you want to do your opening note?
1: Yeah, my first note is... (laughs) Uh, It's the scene where Christina is, like, diagnosing Meredith. Yeah. And they're, like, you know, the dad thing, the mom thing, the dying thing. And I wrote, diagnosing Meredith. Can you imagine if we did this to ourselves? (laughs) I think
0: we do sometimes or do to other people. We were talking the other day about, like, make sure not to, like, name someone's Enneagram. Like, oh, let yeah. them choose it themselves. But we do that all the time. We're like, oh, yeah, they are a nine. Yeah, for they've sure. got this
1: going on. Yeah. yeah. But I just laughed because I was like, well, I have the this thing, the this thing. Like, yeah. if we all lived our lives like that, wow.
0: Yeah, like, based on the DSM.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly.
0: Um, I wrote, chief on Derek's land, LOL. Perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, to, before we even do our shotgun workout, I'll just say, because my second note was, Chief in a robe eating yeah,
0: trout. I wrote chief's robe. <laughs> Hello, I knew you were going to mention, like, yeah.
1: Um, but so, let's, sho- yeah, let's, before we get too far into that, let's do a little shotgun workup. I should have it pulled up, which I do. Um,
0: we have dress ladies.
1: Yeah, I'm going to pull up their names. Yes. just Because I have the website open. Um, okay, so in this order, we have one of the dress ladies is Jackie Escott. She's the one with the sh- dislocated shoulder. Yep. We have Helene, Helena Boy which mm-hmm. is the other one. Then we have Rick Jacobs, which is the appendicidal hematoma or appendiceal. Which so he's it? the skydiver. Oh, the skydiver. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Who is from something else? I'll have to get into that. Uh, Mr. Arnold, who is the malignant hypothermia and the artery blockage, the birdwatcher. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. So, We're um, going to talk about birdwatcher first. Yeah, because Sarah— um, Touched on his story a little bit.
0: yeah. Um, which was interesting. I have a note in here that, um, where is it? Um, this, I like... I, it's it's not a great no, but it's this bird patient makes <laughs> bird patient <laughs> makes me so sad. Like I have a very every time this episode comes on, I have a very sensitive response to this man. Same.
1: I I wrote. I am always heartbroken over bird guy. Yeah,
0: every single time. Um, like just like his beginning storyline. Um, with. Like he has this heart condition, and he his passion and his joy is bird watching, and so he talks about. Did you get the name of the um, bird that he wants to see? Oh,
1: it's like the. I do have it. Uh, shoot, it's not right here in front of me. But I'll look. It's a it's a type of woodpecker, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, and so they try and do surgery on him, but he has this hypo whatever thing that Sarah was talking about. And so he cannot be under anesthesia. And so they have to come back to him and pretty much be like... We can't do anything. We can't do surgery on you because you, your body's fucked up.
1: And then he does that speech that's like, so I'm going to be sick and yeah. miserable until one day when I, I'm like, have th- to die th- and I, then I'm dead. And, and, like, it's so... He's... Also, I think... I feel so sad, too, because he doesn't have anyone there with him. Mm-hmm. It's just him. And he's a bird watcher. And, like... That. I just, oh, he's so, like, it, like, I can't, it makes me so sad, this episode. Yeah. I wrote, he's my fav- fave, that's what.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it, it, like, almost makes me, like, uncomfortable watching it. But, like, he is one of, uh, one Grace patient that, like, this storyline, for some reason, sticks in my head. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think it's, like, that big of a storyline. He ends up being fine. Yeah. But there's. Also, I love birds. I, you know, I bird. bird shit all over, not literal bird shit all over my house. I
1: have
0: bird shit. Bird. <laughs>
1: everywhere. <laughs> everywhere.
0: But like bird things everywhere. Yeah, she has. I can
1: see like five. And she has a bird tattoo.
0: Look at Down here too. My runner on oh. my table that we're oh sitting God, at has yeah. birds on it.
1: And there's a metal bird over there and you have a bird little garland.
0: Yep. I love birds. Um, So, I, like, I've asked numerous years in a row for Bird Call, like, CD to listen to in the car. No one will buy it for me. It's, like, 50 bucks or something for Bird Calls. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Well, now I know. Be a great gift. Um, But... That scene where he's, like, in the OR and he's awake and he starts freaking the fuck out. Also, it's relatable. Like, can you imagine being... Yeah, well, like, he's like, cover me up. Like, get your hands out of me. Well, because, yeah,
1: because for once in his life, he's not watching. He realizes all these people are watching him. Yes. Which is kind of awful because I actually, I thought about that. So, like, I get that when someone is out, there's a gallery so that they can observe and Mm -hmm. learn. But, like, when someone is awake, there shouldn't be people allowed to watch. No.
0: No, and there were a lot of people up there. Yeah.
1: Um, also, is there always a gallery? I don't Maybe think just as a so. teaching hospital. Yeah,
0: I don't think so because I've had surgery. Yeah, so have I. And there was no
1: one watching. A couple Although, times. Although, do I know? No. I don't know. But I've
0: had surgery a couple. They also give you that twilight before you, like, go into Yeah, I was camp. just going to say,
1: I've never actually seen an OR, but I know I've been in one.
0: I remember when I got my um, appendix out, I remember being in the OR and it being way smaller than any of the those ORs and I remember them like having me get off the gurney onto the like OR table and I remember the OR table being so uncomfortable and tight like that like almost felt like I was gonna fall off this table it was weird and (laughs) then then like putting the mask on me and like telling me to count backwards or whatever isn't
1: it weird what anesthesia does
0: yeah and then all of a sudden you're awake in recovery
1: right like you but like what and I and you was, don't remember anything. You don't have any dreams or right. And you don't. I mean, I mean, the hope is in like you don't feel pain. But do you? But you just don't remember it, or do you just you don't feel it because you, you don't move. feel it? Yeah. Well, because they're uh, like Sarah said. I mean, there's drugs to numb and like right.
0: And so yeah. that's the point of anesthesia is it it numbs all of those things because it, it's not just like you're put under like it would have it has it paralyzes you too like you can't like so respond bizarre. that's so to- bizarre yeah
1: it's so I don't weird. surgery is so weird like to me it's one of those things that it's kind of like carnival rides if I ever need it like to me I don't yeah I don't look to see who's putting together the carnival ride if it actually looks safe I just trust it because you know what it's a fucking carnival and I like rides I think I'm the same with surgery like I'm not gonna I just, all right, like I'm going to put my my body in your hands and like, yeah. I don't know. I just like, to me, it's one of the things if I think too hard about it, I would never, if I ever need it, I would never get it done. No. So I just need to not think about it. It's like I, getting on the zipper. I think
0: <laughs> a lot of the time too, well, like my surgery was like, not super well, it's pretty emergent. I mean, mm-hmm. I, w- I had appendicitis, and you know, you don't want your appendix to rupture, right? So, you don't really have a choice. Like, I can't right. be like, I don't want you as a surgeon. It's yeah. just like, I don't know, you're the general surgeon yeah. on whatever. Like, cool, put me out. And yeah. Isn't that weird. I know it's so really weird. weird. Um, also, I want I just want to give Izzy a shout out, yeah, dude. I- good for her, like. She goes in there and she lays Lays. down and then she puts the picture of the bird on like the IV or whatever when they end up doing. She
1: moves the screen so that he can't see himself. Yes. And And like
0: it's just like really aware of the patient and what the patient might be feeling. And then instead of trying to have like a teaching moment or stay like in the surgery, she walks off her
1: gloves. Yeah.
0: Walks away. Han doesn't even tell her to do it. And she's like, I want you to focus up on those people like, what type of birds are they? And he immediately calms down. And I love how he names, like, Chief as the blue heron and, like, yeah. names all Derek these.
1: has the sad eyes. Yeah.
0: And, like, Christina is, like, tough. Yeah. And I love that. And I just, I was really proud of Izzy in this.
1: Yeah, I wrote Izzy was the right person for this job. If it had been Christina in there. No, it I don't know what would have happened.
0: It would have failed.
1: Yep. So I, I agree. Like, I think sometimes like sometimes, you know, we shit on Izzy for like things in her storyline, but I do think that there are aspects of her that make her a good doctor that are different than what the other interns or now residents have. And this is one of them. Like she was able to in that moment, like break the boundary a little bit, but identify and be able to like help this guy. Well, and
0: she, Izzy even, like, kind of talks about, I don't remember to who, maybe George or something, that, like, she's not tough and,
1: like, no, she's not. Oh, but she's Izzy tough. Like, it's a different kind.
0: Yeah, um but she offers something that I think oftentimes patients need, like, some empathy and some understanding right. and not so much, like, surgical robot and... She does offer that, so I I really liked how she handled this patient.
1: Yeah, I agree. I it was in my notes as well. It's interesting, and I feel like this is going to be a continuation in this episode, and then next week's. This whole like Han pushing Christina out of.
0: I think this lasts this whole season.
1: I don't get where it comes from. She just doesn't like
0: her. She doesn't like Christina because she feels like Christina got to where she was because she slept with Burke with, and Colin Marlowe. Oh. And yeah, so like yeah. that. It's like a double em- whammy. Yeah, so it's like her MO is like she's getting to so she doesn't even like look at her as a surgeon. She's like you fucked your way to this position. And like it's this ep- It's this episode where she calls out chief about like, oh, this is a boy. This is a gentleman's club. Yeah. And like this reminds me a lot of like back in the day, like if you were black, like you wouldn't be invited type thing. Um, I think that that's kind of like ties in with the Christina thing.
1: Yeah, you're right. Like she I feel like it's almost like her like she worked hard to be here and. It's not fair if others get an easy in, right? Or something. And I don't
0: think Christina did, but no. I think that's how she perceives it. You're right, and she you're right. doesn't want to hear anything otherwise. She doesn't care to.
1: No, and I I will say though there were parts I know that like a lot of us, I don't. Han was never a favorite character of mine whatsoever. But like in this episode, I actually liked some of not the stuff she's doing with Christina. I don't like that, but like how like the thing that she did kind of. I mean, I don't think Chief was being sexist. I think he just wanted to hang out with a couple of the boys. Like, I truly don't think it had to do with if they worked there or not. Mm -hmm. You know, like, he just wanted a boys' night. He's clearly going through something. Right. But I I do like that she is calling people out for things that are sexist and or, like, unfair.
0: Right. I said, well, two notes before this, I wrote, Han is such a butthole. (laughs) And I wrote butthole. And then a couple notes later, I wrote, way to go, Han, telling off Chief. Because I I loved that I yeah. thought it was I thought it was absolutely called for totally like I don't re- really remember how oh it it came it's because about. it's
1: because she says he yelled at her for doing an open heart surgery with someone awake without ah, asking permission like, did you make Burke yes yeah and I fucking loved that whole conversation because I was like that was my first thought too and she's like do you make you know Derek and Mark. You're what is she say? like your McDreamies or whatever, like yeah. ask. And, and then was she
0: is that when she was like, good talk.
1: Yeah. And he yeah. just walks out. So there are a lot of aspects of her that I do respect. Like, I love that she's like this. And I, I think it's also cool that like, I think that's is that in the next episode with Mark and her? Yeah, yeah, that's the next one. But, like, I like that they show her as this strong, confident woman. Because I feel, not that the women in the cur- show are not strong and confident, but this is, like, a different level of, like, it's, it's almost like a fuck you confidence. Yeah, Which. it's
0: like, I don't want anything to do with these men. And right. I got here on my own dime and, right. like, my own yeah. talents. And it's it's kind of like a fuck you as my boss, too. Like, yeah, yep. And... Because also everyone else is all wrapped up in their love life and shit. And she's like, I I don't like, I don't, I don't care about this at all. Like I'm here to perform surgery.
1: I do like that. She asked Derek and Mark if they are a couple. Yeah. Which is funny. And then I do
0: love that she shows up and Mark, like at the end of the episode and Mark is like, I thought it was no women. And he was like, chief is like, well, I guess it's different. And then they played Monopoly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Which we all know. Monopoly is a game of luck.
0: Monopoly is I the think, worst game ever. Oh, I
1: love Monopoly.
0: I get so mad because I lose every You just have I to have. buy everything you okay, land Okay, that is what everyone fucking says, and I do that, and I still lose. Well, that's I why still, it's a game of
1: luck, because you have to land... Whoever lands on the big properties is going to win.
0: Mm. There's no strategy. Anyone who tells us <laughs> differently,
1: you're kicked off
0: the podcast. Yeah, perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Do you have anything else on Birdwatcher or Han and Christina, I guess? uh, I talk about Christina with Meredith a little bit, but.
0: But Christina and Han, I will just say that it is, it's going to blow up, like implode at some point. And it's like building, the storyline's building because you can tell that Christina is getting really frustrated too because Christina is the one who came up with the idea for Birdman and then just. Calls Izzy into it, you know.
1: It's one of those confusing ones as a viewer, though, where, like, yeah, you're, like, pissed that Chris- Christina isn't the one doing the surgery. But then you're happy that it's Izzy because Christina would not have done that thing. So it's very confusing as a right. viewer.
0: As you know? a viewer, I agree. But um, also, I feel like sometimes they have, like, two residents or interns scrub in. Like, I don't understand why she why couldn't, couldn't have, have had both? Izzy and Because she doesn't Christina.
1: want Christina. Well, exactly.
0: Um, and we'll like learn about that more in the next episode too. Like she's like specifically avoiding Christina and not allowing her on her service. So. right.
1: Since we're talking about we kind of talked about the gentleman's club night, should we just kind of hit on that real quick? Yeah. Um, so Chief is in a row eating trout. Uh, so he's in his own camper on Derek's land. That's right. what I'm gathering. Okay. Yeah, where okay. did
0: Chief get a camper?
1: I don't know, but it's f- of course he has one. Yeah,
0: or uh, he bought one to go be on Derek's land. Exactly. But he has so much money, dude, he could go fucking find an apartment.
1: Yeah, but you know, this is more fun. It's like a sleepover. Mm-hmm. So he wants Gentleman's Evening, which is so funny. The fact that he calls it that, and then they all think it's strippers. I love that Bailey said her first thing she thinks of is tassels. tassels. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... Oops. you know they're it's just like one of those funny like old school grays things where like they keep this little humor going on throughout the whole episode It's not really important yeah, but it's just funny um and then I just loved uh I don't know I do enjoy and it'll build till the next episode but like Derek and chief's little relationship happening right now yeah. It's funny and I like it and I support it. It's quirky and like... Yeah. Chief is like a little boy in an old man's body.
0: Yeah. And Chief doesn't know how to be alone.
1: No. So that's all I really have on that. Um, I feel like our big storylines... Okay. So we've got... We have the wedding gals. Mm -hmm. We have parachute guy. I guess that is kind of a big storyline because it goes along with Mary. The skydiver. Yeah. Yeah. The skydiver. And then we have... Which is sort of the wedding gals like George and Izzy. Yeah. Um, What do you want to talk about first? Um, let's talk about the dress ladies. Okay. So first of all, when I I had to rewind and watch this again, I thought that the dress store owner said that it was a thousand dollar winning. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, who the fuck can plan a wedding of their dreams with a thousand dollars? But then I reheard it is a hundred thousand. That's a
0: lot of money. So then
1: I said, you could split that and still have a wedding of your dreams.
0: Yeah. Why do you need, why? Because they were like, we
1: can't. But, like, with 100000 I mean, like, you could rent an island for a day. So, I guess maybe that's what they might want to do. But yeah, also, you what a stupid... Whoever invented that contest was dumb. Yeah. Hold a dress. It should be, like, climb this mountain in these high heels and in a wedding dress. And if you make it first, you win.
0: Yeah. I Dumb. Obviously, like, Sloan... Made George uses it
1: to help Cal yeah, like, humiliate yeah, haze-
0: George, hazing George Which or whatever. Is
1: sad, but also like funny. Yeah, I just felt sad for
0: him. Yeah, George- like he handled it really well and yeah. was just like,
1: you know, <laughs>
0: like didn't yeah. like like I feel like other characters would like freak the fuck out about that. He's just in a place right now. Yeah.
1: Um. I yeah. I agree. I I do. Was it in this episode? Shit, was it in this one or the next one? When Callie talks to George.
0: Yes, oh. it was this episode because she freaks out on the woman who got the surgery. Right. And the other lady collapsed. And then she was like, but did I win? And she was like, Callie freaks out on her and it's just like, let it go. Let it go. Let it freaking go. Yeah. And then Callie talks to George at the end and it's just like, I'm letting it go. I
1: just love that moment because she just goes up to him and starts talking. And he like looks at her and is kind of surprised And she's like, what? And he says that whole thing. Like, I didn't know if we would ever be able to. And I just like, I can't, I've never really even know if I've been in that situation. But the thought of the relief that George must feel in that moment that like they might, because they were good friends. Right. Like they should have just stayed best friends. Well,
0: and the thing is too, like, I don't even know if he cares about being friends again. He probably doesn't. But like, is my life going to be a living hell every time I'm in this hospital? Right. And like, people are on Callie's side. Um, to have that relief of she's just like, I'm just, I'm letting it go. Which I feel like is very fast and, like, big of her to do. But, like, very quickly she's like, I just have to let it go. I mean, she
1: does, though. Like, it's not going to go up from here and holding on to it. Like, I mean, like, sorry. She deserves as much time as she needs to, like, be pissed and whatever. But, like, eventually if he is working there, she's going to see him every day. It's like they both, like – have to do something or else they're both going to live in a hell yeah I did love there was a moment when George so George is the proxy and he's holding the dress and the other girl that he's holding it with is like kind of coaching her like don't listen to what other people say it's fine like I just thought that was a funny reflection of like everyone is judging George right now and like she's basically like through like a metaphor saying like it's fine you just do you yeah and like (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that was a good moment um um that one girl annoyed me. It was a great, Lexi moment. She said, "You'll have a hunchback." Why didn't Callie think of that? Yep. Uh, I'm trying to see. <laughs> this is my note. The second wedding girl is down. She's down, <laughs> man. Um, I think that's all I have on that.
0: Yeah, I don't have much on that. Okay. I, um. Paris. I did write. Oh, there was one other note I had on the bird guy that I just crossed off was being open on a surgical table awake would be horrifying. Oh, like I don't know that I would be able to agree to that. That would be so. Well, I guess that's what happens in a C section. Like,
1: yeah, I think there's maybe less. It's less time. It doesn't take five hours. Yeah, it's like pretty quick. I'm pretty sure. Right. Um. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, Very scary. Well, I guess I should say before we move on to other things like with Izzy and George. So, uh, I think this this episode is the one where it ends with like they're gonna have their special sexy night. Which, first of all, one of my notes right in the beginning, they're about to kiss again, and she pulls away. I
0: wrote that too, dude. I, yeah. I, they I, still
1: have not kissed.
0: I said no kissing, still.
1: Yeah, and I think I'm just noticing it more because we have to talk about it on a yeah. podcast. Yeah. But, but then, okay, so the one thing I will say again, this is a good episode for Izzy in my head because, they, you know, she wants to shave her leg. She wants to do whatever. They're in the room, they're all ready to go. And then to me, like, it might be her best acting. She has that cry, then she's just like, I'm so tired.
0: Dude, I wrote, I've been there. Yeah, Izzy. I wrote,
1: Izzy exhausted cry is so real.
0: Yeah. Like where you just, you know, like you need to do this in your relationship. You want to do this in your relationship, but you're not fucking there. Like no. you just, and then all of a sudden it all just, just boils <laughs> over. And you're like, I'm so sorry, but I don't know what I like. I can't. And then he just like holds her and he's like, did you only shave one, one- leg? And she's like,
1: ah, ah. <laughs> Like yeah. I thought that was the most real moment. And also just another perfect example of like, They are best friends. Yeah. Like, because, like, all she wanted that one was, like, that cuddle. And, like, he was rubbing his hand, which also, this might be just reading way too into it. But, like, he was rubbing her, like, you know, rib cage kind of. But he had, like, a closed hand.
0: Oh. Like, it wasn't even,
1: like, he was, you know, like, it was, like, his hand was literally in a fist, like, It was just very, it was like they were close, but But there was still
0: something closed off between them.
1: It just, I don't know. It it made me, it makes, I don't know. I just, this storyline always made me a little bummed because I wanted them to work. Like after all of this fucking shit, you just want them to work and then they don't. And it's like. Well, yeah, this is like the, the, like. Right before the big fall. Well,
0: and I feel like, too, like, the next episode, I we were kind of talking about, like, I feel like both of these episodes could kind of just go together.
1: Yeah. There's because a lot- it's just
0: dragging out the Izzy and George storyline that w- we can already sense this is not going to go well. Like, she's right. crying, saying... Here's the thing. Like, I've been there, Izzy. I get it. But it's like when you're in a long-term relationship with someone. Right, this is, it's, like this is like the big night. I feel like you'd be really excited. And even if you were exhausted, you'd yeah. just like.
1: But do think about Birdman. She dealt with Birdman all day. She did
0: deal with Birdman. But then the
1: best is George is like, yeah, I mean, like my hand. Like, he's yeah. he's just like trying to come up with. Something. Yeah. Anything. Um, so that's all I have on those two. Yeah. There was some, I feel like the next big thing we can talk about is, has to do with Parachute Guy, Derek, and Meredith, and a little bit of Christina.
0: Yeah. Um. um just a little side note about Christina. I loved Between Christina and Izzy, where oh yeah, Christina I said, I am married to cardio. <laughs> like, you're flirting. She also cardio. said,
1: you are not hardcore enough for cardio. Yeah, I love that. It was a great quote. Um. Okay, so, uh, does Meredith start to have her, like, existential, well, it starts with her telling like she's been telling christina all of her problems and christina is like trying to figure out her life and suggest maybe you shouldn't sleep with Derek. Mm-hmm. And, which is true right and she's like nah, i don't know so then um this guy comes in he skydived and he's like literally barely hurt which is
0: yeah he didn't he just has to he, get an appendectomy which yeah. we probably all have to get at some
1: point in yeah our life. he survived death like he escaped death um And I just thought it was kind of... At first I was like, what does this guy have to do with anything? But then I thought it was interesting They kind of bring back like the Meredith whole dying thing and like how it's like a very outside perspective for us to see what it's like when you realize you escape death and... And it fades. It fades. Yeah. So I I thought that that was really... Because at first I wrote... Oh, okay. So there's that scene where Meredith and Derek are spooning in the on-call room. Shout out to us. And Meredith is like... Remember that when like I we came out of the water and like you did it and life was everything's like all my problems were gone and life seemed clear again and she's all like optimistic about that moment in life and Derek is like yeah and I was going Meredith's experience with that was so much different than Derek's yes Derek didn't die and come back Derek thought someone died and then And they then did had it. to
0: deal with the fact that she may have like wanted to die exactly
1: like two completely different storylines and i feel like she thinks that he should be as optimistic about it or like as she is or in that moment was but it's like just a two different ways of experiencing the same thing
0: yes living the same moment
1: yeah so i thought that was interesting and then we learned the skydiver guy like yelled i love you in his moment which was cute but weird. Yeah like did they know each other? For a second I thought in the video like they was gonna show that she like did his his like hook his parachute wrong like I couldn't remember where this was going I was like wait why are they I was like should they watch this video? Cause she's like I'll delete it right away. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So Meredith tells Parachute Guy that the clarity goes away.
0: Yeah I said Meredith doesn't have clarity anymore. (laughs) Also um I think this line, this quote was about the, this sh- all of this shit. I don't remember who said it, but being aware of your crap and yes. actually overcoming your crap are two very different things. I
1: fucking wrote this down too. Uh, was it I,
0: Christina who said that? I think to Meredith.
1: It says, um, wait, where, "Is it earlier?" Yeah, yeah it's being early. aware of your crap and actually getting over it is very different. I think it might be. Yeah. Or Meredith. It's one of them.
0: It's one of them talking to the other. But like I that think is- it's
1: Christina telling Meredith. That is so true though.
0: I know. That's why I wrote yeah, it down. I was where- like, <laughs> wow, that is life. Like <laughs> that is so true in life because I I feel like therapy kind of goes like this. Yeah. Like you're in denial of all of your shit, and then there's like this moment that happens where you start becoming aware of yourself and all of your shit that you have. But then it's, like, making a choice to do something about that or either, like, let it go where Kelly's, like, I'm letting go or you have to change yourself or whatever. Like, that's to work outside of therapy a lot of the time. Yeah, therapy
1: won't solve it.
0: No. So, like, the being aware of it really doesn't do – like, it's a step. And it's, like, so great when you reach that moment finally in your life where you're, like, oh, my God, all these things make sense. But, like, if you stop there, like – it's really not that helpful because you're just aware of all your shit.
1: There. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, I, we always say, I always said with my therapist when I saw her, it was like, okay, so I know that I'm this way. So the next time that this happens, how do I choose the opposite right. way to react? Right. But that's the hard part.
0: Yeah. It's like reprogramming yourself, uh, like learning new behaviors, like yeah. new self-talk. All of that shit is overcoming that stuff and that's the part of therapy that everyone fucking hates because it's fine to like be aware of your shit and be like well this is why I am the way I am. It feels so
1: good to sit in that part of it.
0: Oh yeah because you're like well yeah of course I'm this way because I was raised this way and this person did this to me and like all of these outside sources and then like my brain and my nutrition and everything and this is who I am. (laughs) And it's so hard for your therapist to like be like well but yeah you don't have to be that person you're like well but actually i'm quite comfortable in this space thank you
1: <laughs> dude that's so true like i'm fine knowing myself right right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah therapy isn't not just knowing yourself right it's been like oh, being it's better it's being after. a better
0: version of yourself it's so and hard. overcoming i don't your want shit. to i know dude that's why i haven't been in therapy for a while also my insurance doesn't pay for same it. so that sucks <laughs> yeah so Everyone who, go to therapy. So it's Mer- worth it. So
1: does Meredith need to, she knows she's the way she is, but she needs to make a conscious choice. Yeah. Do you think in this moment in her life, like she should break up with Derek and take a break? Or do you yes. think she, okay.
0: Absolutely, dude. She is like, she, she fucking stopped swimming. Like she needs, <laughs> well, and then she talks about like laying in bed with Christina. Like she doesn't want to give up like the part after. It's not about sex. It's like the after sex where like, you're together and she doesn't want to be lonely and all this. Like, she needs to just, like, they are in an, a very, very, like, unhealthy space yeah. where he is, she, she is, it's codependence.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Why did I write oops as my last note? Karev sleeps with Lexi anyways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, oops. Uh, so, I actually love... Well, again, I watched a great Alex Karev compilation video on YouTube today. Yeah. Feeling very up to date on his horrible life. Yeah. <laughs> um, and. Did I, he
0: overcome his crap?
1: Well, it makes me really appreciate early Karev when like he says to Lexi right away, like, you don't want to sleep with me. Like, I'm not the nice guy. I
0: wrote Karev's so a good guy.
1: I know. Which is, it's crazy. Like, I don't agree that with him that he's not a nice guy. But I do think in this moment of his life, like, he's not. Right. And he's He's also. He's going
0: through some things. Yeah.
1: He's also the most honest of all the men on this goddamn show. Yeah. Like, he's straight up, like, he'll sleep with her. He does. But he's going to warn her first. being like, just so you know, I'm not going to be that person.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to be the person you want me to be. Right. Like.
1: He even says, like, and I'm hung up on someone else.
0: Yeah. And she still wants to sleep with him.
1: Yeah. Which is interesting. I feel like.
0: Well, Lexi's going through some shit, Yeah, that's... Too. Oh,
1: that's true. And actually, Karev is maybe, like, the perfect person for her to go with, sh- through some shit with. But, yeah. Um, and then Meredith... You wrote, oops, because then Meredith walks out of the room.
0: Yes. Um. And I love, like, the string that's tied throughout this whole episode with Christina and Meredith. Like, they mm-hmm. are talking in bed in the beginning, and then they fall asleep together at the end of the episode, which well- I love that she's spending the night. I also love... That she turns to Derek and says, I'm taking care of her. Well, yeah,
1: because he's like, I don't know what to do. I can't take care of her anymore. And Christina's like, dude, you're not. I am. Yeah,
0: like, I'm taking care of her. Which
1: is just, A, a lot of pressure on Christina. Yeah, And be just really beautiful.
0: But it is a good friendship. Like, you know when your friend is doing something that you don't necessarily think they should be doing. Whether it's being in a certain relationship or making a certain choice. But, like, she gives a gentle push of, like, maybe you and Derek shouldn't be sleeping together. And Meredith isn't really ready to hear that. So Christina's just going to go back to her, like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, she doesn't push it. Yeah,
0: and I like that about them. I, know. I don't. I don't think that's always right in a relationship, but in I think in this particular moment in Meredith's life, like that's what she needs from a friend and
1: someone to like.
0: Meredith doesn't want to be alone, so Christina's gonna sleep in bed with her.
1: It's perfect. Yeah, I love it. It ends with the true love story of Grey's Anatomy.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I don't really have any more notes.
1: I don't either. I actually. I feel great about what we just talked about. I'll see if there's any notes in trivia. Um,
0: my one other note is, I feel like, is this going to be a goof? When the... Um, there's no goofs. So. Oh, shoot. I don't know if it's necessarily a goof, but, like, when the bird guy is freaking out and he's like, cover me up, like, cover me up, whatever, they, like, put gauze all in his chest cavity and then um they forget to remove it no like it's just a quick flash where izzy's like look at the observatory they're all birds and they go back to it and all the gauze is gone and hana's like doing surgery again oh i it.
1: didn't see that
0: it's like very quick turnover like it shouldn't have been that that fast, fast? yeah so um, so wiki fandom you should have found that goof so fuck you
1: uh, the title originated from Kung Fu Fighting, originally sung by Carl Douglas, and it scored 19.3 million viewers. I wanted to see who the what was his name? Rick Jacobs. I know he's nope. in something, and
0: I can't like pinpoint it in my Mr. brain. Mr.
1: Arnold. Yeah, I want to see what he's from. That's what I was going to look up. Yeah, I can't like Cullen Douglas. Uh, okay, he. Oh. He was in season nine Grey's Anatomy and in season two Private Practice. How can you play the same patient in the same show? You mean a different He played patient. Bob Richardson in the season nine Grey's Anatomy episode Bad Blood and Hal Jarvis in the season two Private Practice episode. Was he in anything else? Oh, yeah. Um, television or movies? Both. Uh, Ace Ventura? No. Uh, okay, television... Lots okay. American Crime Story, Scorpion, Twin Peaks, Castle, Criminal Minds for seven years. So, do you watch Criminal no, Minds? No, I don't. Oh. Uh, Agents of Shield, Kickin' It, Scandal. He was in an episode. Grey's Anatomy, CSI, Private Practice, Without a Trace, Prison Break. He's been in a lot of shows.
0: I wonder if it was just another like Grey's episode or something that I'm thinking. Yeah, about I want to know from. who
1: he plays. Um, let's see. Bob Richardson, remote doctor who consulted on cases using a camera to see into hospital rooms. What? What is that one? Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyways. Hmm. Um, all right. So that's all we've got on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I'm going to rate it. I feel, I did like it. Why did I like it so much? I think because Bird Guy. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to rate it a, I mean, I was entertained. I'm going to rate it a seven. Okay. Um, I'm going to rate it a
0: 5.5. Oh, wow. And only because of Bird Guy. Like, I, re- I, like, really didn't like this episode. I'm excited to see how you rate the next one. I didn't really like that one either. These feel like middle episodes to me.
1: Yeah, they are, for sure. So, yeah. um, anyways, thanks again to Sarah and Science with Sarah. And thank you to our patrons. And thank you to uh, just everyone who listens. We just love you so much. Yeah. And check out patreon.com slash the uncall room to help support us. And also leave us a fucking voicemail. Leave us a review. Leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah, we'd love that. Five stars um, only.
0: I think we got um, a new review that was three stars. No, but we're still out of five stars. Did like, they
1: write something? No, no. Fuck those people. <laughs> just kidding. But like seriously, just only leave five. Yeah, and if you're gonna leave three, at least say why. Yeah, exactly. Give us. Three. Don't be a
0: coward. <laughs> um,
1: <clears throat> um, all right, we love you
0: so much. They're uh, probably like, "That's why I loved it, because you guys are bitches." Yeah. <laughs> um, call time of death. Sure is twenty two thirty three. B be-